0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. You can take the Heisman QB out of Norman, but Mike Gundy will still lose by 20-plus in Bedlam. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the happiest Big Ten fan in all the land, hashtag conference pride, and with me, as always, is AJ, we beat Ruckers, Marquesi. Yeah, the Rutgers win would have been better for the Big Ten, and that's all I care about, Rob. You cheer for a conference like a real person.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Today, we'll break down our 2021 NFL Draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's
1: hit it! Seven, 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 seven. And one, two, three, eight, one, two, three, four. Five. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Suelle.
0: Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on anything and everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR. To take advantage of all the great signup bonuses, Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Uh, you know what else uh, you can bet on? Maybe if it happens, the Senior Bowl. That's what's up, AJ. <laughs> so excited! You getting ready to set your? You gonna set the spread
1: uh, for this year's? Yeah, yeah. Uh, er- early projections has a South minus three and a half.
0: That's big. Uh, it, and, and is that because Ian Book will probably be playing for the North?
1: It is exactly
0: for that reason, Rob. All right. Just like last time, I will read through the list of offensive acceptances. We'll talk about it. Then defensive acceptances. Get ready for uh, a lot of words. Uh, okay. So this past week in, in Senior Bowl news, thanks to King Jim Nagy, um, the Senior Bowl has received acceptances from. Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book, Louisiana running back Elijah Mitchell, Oklahoma State receiver Tylen Wallace, Florida receiver Kadarius Toney, South Carolina receiver Shai Smith, UCLA wide receiver Demetrik Felton, Houston wide receiver Marquez Stevenson, Western Michigan wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge, and Notre Dame tackles Liam Eikenberg and Robert Hainsey. Who gets you the most uh, jazzed up of that group, AJ? Uh Kadarius Toney.
1: I think for sure. I think the receiver. Should... God.
0: The receiver group in general is really really exciting this this year. I I will say that it's it's a, a really fun looking group.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dwayne Eskridge is kind of fun like where he was out of nowhere guy last week, and then hey, he's in Mobile baby. But no, I I think Tony's the most exciting, uh, and even even Tyler Wall, his stocks kind of up and down, and it's it's been a mucky year in Stillwater, but um, he could definitely go to um, Mobile and help himself a
0: lot. And, and I think Felton's pretty interesting that they list him as a receiver. Obviously, he's a guy who played both running back and receiver. Mm-hmm. We've had one of those guys kind of every year, uh, the last three under, uh, under the NAGster. And uh, the other two are both from Memphis, and the other two both listed at running back. Felton comes in as a receiver, and I I guess the NFL's probably viewing him in the slot then.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, I was going to mention him later in the show, but 34 carries for
0: Fenton this week too. Like, he's going to be a really fun one. Him and Tony, kind of similar-ish skill sets in terms of they can line up all over the place. They're really good yak guys. They could be running backs in some scenarios, receivers in others. Mm-hmm.
1: No, for sure. I, I, hey, I,
0: I'm I'm seeing
1: Tony as the Debo week in, in Mobile. I'm calling it now, baby.
0: Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I'm i also excited to see Liam Eikenberg there. Obviously, he's a guy who's done almost as much for himself as anybody this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, potential, I think, first-round tackle after this season he's had. Uh, sealing himself as a top 100 prospect at least. For sure. And uh, getting to see him against some of the, the best senior pass rushers I think will be huge for for kind of solidifying himself maybe as a top 50 guy.
1: No, very good point, for sure.
0: Uh, okay, let's jump to the defensive side. Um, starting with Notre Dame defensive lineman De'Lon Hayes in Adekompo Ogundegi. Uh, UCLA defensive lineman Osa Ode-Gizua. AJ, this is not easy for me. Jim's test. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo edge rusher, Malcolm Coons. Baylor edge rusher, William Bradley King. And Oklahoma State corner, Darius Williams. Uh, who are you most excited from that group?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Malcolm Coons. I-, I think seeing him in that setting is going to be really awesome. Uh, a guy we both liked in the summer. He's been good this year for Buffalo. Um. Still, still, lots of big games, but seeing him against the, the likes of Ian, oh, Leah Meikenberg, <laughs> that was a little mouthful for me. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see Malcolm Coons, And we know he's got some wiggle, you can move. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting matchups for for, for Malcolm Coons there.
0: I think I'm probably most excited for Darius Williams, another guy who's done so much for himself mm-hmm. this year. And even in Bedlam, as the Sooners are putting up points, he actually had a pretty solid game himself. Obviously, Greedy's older brother, really long physical press man corner, been asked to play on an island all year. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see him against this receiver group. It's nice when you get, the, the, it's a interesting mix of corners right now, and I think he's kind of the most impressive who's accepted thus far.
1: Yeah, and I can totally see the way he plays, it's just like, I think it's going to lend himself to being a dog in practice and, you know, just having awesome reps against guys.
0: What, are you calling him the Rock you sin right now? Yeah,
1: I'll call him the Rock. I'll call him the Rock.
0: Okay, let's get into it. Uh, college football week 12, NFL draft superlatives. Let's start with AJ's favorite part of the day, best freshman. AJ, who who's number one on your list? Speaking of Rocks, you know what lives under them?
1: Rattlesnakes and Spencer Rattler's my best freshman this week, Rob. Right. Hall of Fame transition. <laughs> uh, Yeah, This this was this the best game for Rattler? under the circumstances at least i
0: i i think when you like with the context of it's bedlam it's the game for sooner's fans generally um i i i think so and like he was much better in this game than he was in the texas game yeah for sure i think yeah i th- this was kind of like his okay yeah this guy's gonna be a heisman contender in a year
1: yeah maybe maybe he had flashier games this year especially early on but um you know, protecting the ball way better and just do doing the little things way better and didn't have any of those ugly interceptions or, uh, you know, the couple couple whiffs he's made at, at points in the season. And Again, he's a retro freshman, so there's a it's a steep learning curve in uh, in college football and um, I, I like there's still there is still things he needs to work on and you still see the pocket presence kind of uh, deteriorate at times. But uh, big boy
0: game from Spencer Rattler and uh, they kicked the shit out
1: of Oklahoma State. So.
0: And uh, I'll add in, his teammate Marvin Mims wasn't his most spectacular game, but he made one hell of a spectacular catch over Darius Williams. Just 65 yards for him, but he does look like the next OU first-round type of wide receiver, doesn't he?
1: Definitely. I was going to say the same thing. Like, like that one catch just looks so awesome. And it, it, it's been like this all season for Marvin Mims. Even when he's not having the biggest game, it's like one or two catches, like, you just see it. And it, it's, it's kind of funny with um, – it's not too often you, 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 you see a guy make a couple catches a game or whatever. And and unanimously, everyone's just like, okay, this guy's a star.
0: And, and it's funny because a lot of, again, this is one of, obviously Rattler's just a retro freshman. Mims is just a true freshman. But, like, there are other big playmakers. Like, Theo Weiss is only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Their, their um, new stud tight end who didn't actually play in Bedlam. I can't remember his name. He's also just a sophomore. like this Yes. This team's gonna be really, really good next year. For not that sure. they're not this year, but and like even their their H back, Mikey Henderson, who kinda of came out of nowhere a little bit last night. Like he's only a freshman. And I, I just think in a Lincoln Riley Oklahoma down year in quotation marks, they look like they're gonna go and win the Big Twelve again. Like it looks like it's gonna be them against Iowa State for the Big Twelve.
1: Yes. And potential playoff team again next year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, they look like they're going to be playing, win the Big 12 and be playing in probably the Fiesta Bowl. Um, like, that's, Rattler's really, really, again, you you mentioned it, maybe it wasn't his flashiest game, but it was his best game from a, a pure quarterbacking perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was so efficient and, and didn't really put the ball in danger against a really, really good uh, Cowboys defense.
1: Yeah, exactly, for sure.
0: Um. Okay, I'm going to give you another wide receiver here. Jermaine Burton, the Georgia freshman, um, five-star guy who's had flashes, kind of more of a gadget bit role player early in the season. Well, it turns out all he needed was a a competent quarterback, and he he exploded uh, with JT Daniels at the helm. Uh, Eight catches, 197 yards, two touchdowns, against a bad Mississippi State defense, but he, like, his athleticism and his ability to track were really showcased in this one. Uh, are you
1: going to mention JT Daniels later?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick at quarterback and uh, go to the G5 with uh, our our boy Grayson McCall, who good maybe not the flashiest numbers, only 200 yards, two touchdowns passing, but then again, Grayson McCall again not not the most. Explosive athlete, but he's always getting yards and and touchdowns on the ground. Um, that that touchdown throw to Likely down this the middle of the field, just the drop in the dime was awesome. He's been awesome since he stepped on the field. I remember after our first game, uh, after his first game of the season, I had him for best freshman, and it, it just feels like every week he's he's composed as hell, and he's one of the best um, group of five quarterbacks already.
0: Glad you could pat yourself on the back a little bit there. Um, but yeah, I mean, over twenty touchdowns as as a out of nowhere, he was he wasn't expected to win the starting quarterback job.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And and he's run that like Jamie Chadwell's system is obviously that kind of that spread option, putting a lot of defenders in, in conflict, and he is running it to perfection. I I don't know. I think they're so fun to watch. And that was a good App State defense.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a good point. It, it's not a. It's not a scrub defense in the in the G five. This was a big game and and it was a lot of high pressure situations too.
0: Okay, who's your best sophomore?
1: Uh Michael Penix Jr. I know they, they lost the game, but it was just it was so impressive. It was like, uh, what do you go twenty seven fifty one, almost five hundred yards, five touchdowns, threw a pick, uh, and there was a lot of bad Indiana drops mixed in there. But just the big-time throws, and like just being unfazed by... Like, he took a beating and just kept bouncing back up and making huge throws and making big throws while getting hit. Uh, Penix Jr., is, I, I know he's a redshirt sophomore, but um, really, really impressive performance against, obviously, Ohio
0: State. Is he the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten? Yeah, probably. Right? I mean, like, who's even... Who's even third, AJ? Talia? Hey, uh, how about Plummer? Plumber, Plumber looked like the third best right
1: now for, for Purdue. Well,
0: I've got Plummer here. I I put Penix somewhere else, so I put Plummer here, actually. I put him and David Bell. Um, Plummer, obviously, threw for over 360, three scores on a Friday night against Minnesota. Uh, they got absolutely fucking robbed of a win. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. Threw, on, on that touchdown to the tight end that should have won the game, it was a perfect touch throw, too. Yep. There was no pass interference. I don't know. Big 10 refs are fucked. Um, and then he also with David Bell. David Bell, it's, anytime you watch a Purdue game, David Bell makes just at least one absolutely insane play. Very much so. He, he, until like Ron and
1: Moore's back, obviously. Uh, until, until now, he was just dragging that Purdue offense.
0: And he was robbed of what should have been, a, I think at least, a catch when he stole the interception.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. And then, like you said, the the, the one handed touchdown over the defender was amazing. And every every single week, David Bell is fucking sick. He's a,
0: he's an absolute freak of nature.
1: Uh, sticking in the Big Ten and a wide receiver, I, I put Garrett Wilson in here again because I mean it's every week he's making Big Ten plays. I, I know he had like what one really stinky drop, but like other than that, uh, just uh, taking the top off the Purdue, up uh, Purdue, <laughs> the Indiana defense from the start of the game. Uh, him and David Bell look like they're gonna be uh really high picks if they choose to come out next year.
0: Yeah, I think Wilson's already like Chris Ola- I absolutely love Chris Olave, but I think Wilson's clearly shown he has an even higher ceiling than Olave does. Yeah. Um, I think I do think if there was like a sophomore of the year award, which there should be, I think there should be a national award for like freshman of the year, sophomore of the year, not just conferences. Um, but I do think. He he would firmly be a finalist at least at this point. Like he has been incredible through uh, four games for sure. I, and just to throw
1: out one more, how about
0: the the Cincinnati tight
1: end Josh Wiley? who's 6'6", 235. pretty pretty thin though. I don't even know if he's that yeah th- that 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 thick. But making a lot of plays for that Cincinnati offense. Uh, some cool catches had that wonky one on the two point I believe was him. Um, but no, you you can get out there and move and with with that length. Uh, someone to keep an eye on.
0: Uh, and I'll I'll give you one more um, Northwestern edge rusher Eq Liotta. Yeah, he was incredible against that Wisconsin offensive line. He he only had one sack, but there was a handful of pressures. He's been the best pass rusher all year. Uh, the, the, their secondary and their linebackers get a lot of credit, but he he looked awesome. He's a redshirt sophomore, not the biggest guy in the world, but showed off some impressive quickness. For sure. Actually, one more. Zonovan Knight. I just want to mention, 130 total yards and two scores. He's NC State's most interesting player.
1: Definitely. Uh, we've talked about him here before. I, uh, uh, big-time guy to watch next year.
0: Okay, who's your uh, who's your number one weekday warrior?
1: I I, I try to keep it to one guy, and I'm going to give it to Rondell Moore for coming back, baby, and, and making, what do you have, 15 catches for 116 yards. The offense went, I know like like David Bell was amazing, but, like, Whenever they just kind of needed the yardage, they went to Rondale and um, had a touchdown on a rush. Uh, looked, looked just as good as he did like whenever the hell he last played football. So uh, I think that's a, it was just a big night for him coming back and proving that he's still a dude. and uh, Making guys miss every time he touched the football like he does. Um, I, I don't think he was missing a step at all.
0: It's been like over a year since he's played, and his first game back, he has 18 touches. The Purdue offense, like you said, it kind of felt like it ran through him with crazy David Bell plays sprinkled in. Yeah. Um, His skill set is perfect for today's NFL as a kind of a more of a chess piece than even just a true slot receiver can line up in the backfield. His, His contact balance is unbelievable for a wide receiver. I'm excited to see where he lands. I have a hard time imagining he ends up in the first round, just given. His size, the injury, um, and this wide receiver class in general being loaded once again. But he seems to me like maybe in the Debo Samuel way, he ends up in the second round and is, if he ends up with the right play caller, he's an instant impact, electric player.
1: I very much agree, and it's like I think he could have be a first round pick in a lot of drafts. It's just uh, like you said, his circumstances and just the depth of this group.
0: Um, I'll give you a defensive weekday warrior. How about, uh, a guy we've talked about early in the season and he's really blown up, uh, linebacker for Tulsa Zavin Collins, Mm -hmm. um, all over the field against Tulane. And then to really justify being my weekday warrior (laughs) game winning 96 yard pick six and double overtime. Tulane was at like the five ish of Tulsa, uh, Receiver on a crosser open, and David Collins just uh, climbed the ladder, pick and gone. He is so fast for a two hundred and sixty pound linebacker, um, and like I said, all over the field throughout the night um, as a run defender, he he's he's gonna go top one hundred, and I, I think he might be like the winner of the combine.
1: That's a good point. You know who he reminds me of, but a better athlete. Um, a young who? KJ Wright.
0: I really like that.
1: Just, just I, I was trying to think of a better athletic comp, but every time I, I watch Collins, he, he kind of feels like KJ to me, and very similar size, uh, longer guy yeah. to like, like, like Wright is. Um, and I, and K J Wright just a guy that's always in the right place, and I Collins is all is that in a big way for that Tulsa defense.
0: K.J. Wright also plays more athletic than he tested.
1: That's a good point, too. Yeah, very much so. He, he, there's always a couple of those crazy uh, PBUs he makes, and he, he's got a, like a, some nice picks in his career, and Collins is just that plus a bit.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, but no, it's so fun to see like a guy like him just absolutely kind of come out of nowhere yeah. at the beginning of the season and climb. Um, okay not the greatest week in the world for a best prospect in my opinion i Um, totally agree obviously justin Fields struggled the clemson game got canceled last second uh there i don't think there was any like this dude has to be it like we've had in past weeks so i'm i'm quite interested to see who you've got
1: Uh, you know what i totally agree and even for like shooting up the board all my guys are kind of uh lower key guys this week um so so bear with me like, like i think a couple of them could have been out of nowhere guys so, uh but my best prospect though uh, i think i've had him here maybe 3 times this year um or in the mix at least Devonta smith for for bama cuz it's yeah. it's it's every week he's yeah. just going out there and fucking balling and and i know we've talked about like i don't know if he's a top uh sorry a first round pick in the, in this class and blah, blah blah um but then with with waddle going down obviously a couple of weeks ago like well he's going to start rising again and I think he definitely is. It, it's I know you know he's slighter and smaller but but hey, you you've likened him to Stefan Diggs multiple times and I think that is the correct comp and Diggs is out there in Buffalo looking very worth the pick uh the trade and he's leading the NFL in receiving or top 2 whatever the hell. Um and I think a team is not going to be worried about this and Smith is going going to go high. Um I I'm not going to say top 10 or anything but like I think he's going to go top 20.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause we talked about him as maybe the receiver who slides to the late first round or early second round. Yeah. Just, but is it immediately the best as a rookie? But yeah. since Jalen Waddle went out, I think he's really earned his credit now. Um, he was unstoppable against Kentucky. He's unstoppable every week. His route running is magnific- magnificent. His ball skills are incredible. Yeah. He is, I think, better after the catch than people realized. Uh, and obviously, in this game, he broke um, both Amari Cooper's school record for touchdown catches and the SEC record. Um, I think he's at thirty three now. Um, he just, to me, he he's gonna. I think you're like he's going to go top twenty. He's got to. Yeah. The only receivers who I think would go ahead of him are Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell. And both of them, like Chase is not played in a year, and, and Waddle's coming off the injury. So even then, who knows? Who knows? Devonta Smith, he he's Stefan Diggs, and Stephon Diggs is a top five wide receiver in the NFL.
1: <laughs> exactly. And and not to comp them skill-wise, but I think it's going to be a very uh, Justin Jefferson type thing for, for Devonta Smith. Not not the slot stuff that we, we've talked about before, but like... <laughs> Just, just uh, maybe, maybe the guy that gets slept on a bit and then has a monster season, and then you're like, you know, maybe you you don't love uh, like the the pure skill set of him. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like not a high weight speed freak, even though Jefferson ran re- really well. And I think Smith's gonna be fast, but like, it's just watch the guy. He's a fucking baller, and I think he's gonna go into the NFL and maybe outperform all of his fellow great classmates for this receiver position. It's early, but still. Get him to Miami, get him with Tua, and let them cook. And he would be huge for Tua because uh, a lot of con- – like Devontae Parker's playing really well, but a lot of the contested catches uh, that Tua is making the big-time throws on, um, they're getting dropped, and Smith doesn't drop those passes.
0: He's uh, – he might not – yeah, like you said, he- he's not the heightweight speed guy, but he just knows how, how to play wide receiver. And there's kind of like uh, – not to – Say it was the same thing as Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs fell all the way to the fifth round, which mm-hmm. is still kind of mind boggling given everything he did at Maryland. Yeah, but uh, just he's such a smart route runner, he's so laterally explosive and smooth through his routes. His ball skills are just, I think, the best in the country. Agreed. Um, yeah, he, he looks like he's gonna win the Balitnikov, right? Like, I mean. Maybe he won't because, like, Elijah Moore is putting up insane numbers. (laughs) But, like, in terms of the most impactful to a winning team, I think it's got to be him.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. You know, just a little off topic, but I respect that the Blitnikov is often, like, it's not one of the awards that has to go to a top guy. We've seen a lot of smaller school guys win that award, and that just kind of popped in my head, and I'm going to say I respect the Blitnikoff even more than I always have. (laughs)
0: That's like the worst thing about the Thorpe is they just give it to the DB everybody knows the name of.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Blundikoff is the best award in college football. say it now.
0: I'm, a, I'm looking. Devonta Smith's fifth in the country in receiving yards, and I think second in touchdowns. And, again, and the, he, the,
1: the, the, the number's going to keep climbing for him.
0: Everybody above him is either G5 or Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. It's gonna be between Smith and Moore.
0: I think it's gonna be interesting to see who they put as the third finalist, though. Marlon Williams, friend of the show, Jay Adams, or Dax Mill.
1: Oh, that's that's an interesting trio. I like that's fun.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's jump into shooting up the board. You mentioned it wasn't like again. It, I think it was a really fun week of college football. But again, not like the most high-profile guys making plays, yeah. but more day like some day three guys really getting in the mix, or or quiet risers. Um, so I'm I'm again interested to to hear who you've got on your shooting up the board. Uh, uh <laughs> maybe not the the top guy, but my favorite guy. So I'm going to put him
1: first. How about Ramondre Stevenson, the Oklahoma running yes. back, who's a big old mauler baby. He's, he's listed at six six foot two forty six. But on the broadcast, they said he's down to 236, so good for you, Stevenson. And, hey, you can see a bit more of that, that juice to him. And he had, what, 141 yards on the ground and then added another 50 uh, through the air. So, I mean, he's just a damn force for that OU offense. And was, I mean, like we said, Rattler was great and Mims was making his plays, but he was kind of just uh, the, the force for that offense and just uh, put that game away. And uh, he, he had some nice big chunk runs They looked pretty fast and – Obviously, that size, uh, the broadcast was calling him sm- smaller, Derek Henry, and I was like, okay, guys, but, but yeah, that was
0: that was bad.
1: <laughs> I think I think it was an off game for Kirk. To be honest, there was a lot of just weird tangents. Anyways, speaking of weird tangents, um, yeah, Stevenson, Stevenson, kind of, kind of out of nowhere a little bit at least, but but that was a monster performance, and I kind of, I, 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 there's a lot of big packs in in college Football right now, and I love it.
0: He, he has, since he's come back off the suspension, he's really helped his offense because they've got a competent running back and a guy who can provide some inside punch to the fast-paced passing attack they, they run with. And um, I, I don't know. I just love, again, I'm, I'm with you. I absolutely love really big running backs who just feel like they would have been elite. 30 years ago um (laughs) and seeing what what he can do as a pass catcher too i think was really impressive and uh do you have any comp for him i've been trying to think of it but uh god i don't have one
1: uh i I don't want to force one either i don't want to force one let it come naturally yeah exactly he earns he deserves more respect than a forced just
0: big back comp Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, his teammate who is also recently off suspension, Ronnie Perkins. These two have been a huge reason why Oklahoma looks like they're going to win the big 12 after a rough start to the season. Perkins was all over the place on that defensive line. He brings so much energy and athleticism to that defensive line. Like the, this is the last couple of weeks, the Oklahoma defense has been playing pretty good football with a lot of attitude uh, and, and he kind of injects some of that he had three tfls two sacks um a guy who's got he, he's undersized but he's got that get off and that bend and mm-hmm. i know we we're both kind of lower on him over the summer but he looks like he's taking his game to to the next level and i, I don't know whether he'll declare be just because he hasn't really been able to play a full season because of the suspension but he uh he looks like an nfl pass rusher
1: Hey, uh, like you said, I was—we were both lower on him this summer, and that's why I put him for a prospect who made me look stupid. And like, like you said, an absolute beast. And and uh, like before the in the pregame, they were kind of hyping him up, and I'm like, like I know he's good for Oklahoma, but he's of off the suspension, and like uh, he was a man this summer. So I didn't have to say this on the show but i i was telling i'm telling on myself and then he went out and just absolutely <laughs> mauled that Oklahoma state team <laughs> so yeah uh definitely definitely shooting up the board and uh made me look dumb um you're right though i i don't know if he'll come out but if there's any year to come out with not much tape it's this year i guess
0: that's that's actually a good point um but it's also kind of a, a looking like a really deep edge rusher yeah. class too, though, right? Yeah. Like even though again, there's no clear cut. This is the guy at the top, but there's just a lot of a lot of guys who you could see going between ten and like sixty. Yeah.
1: No. Exactly. And and I think we, as we mentioned before, it's a lot of a uh, choose your flavor type of edge guys, which is going to make a fun class.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay. I, I wait. Maybe it's your turn.
1: Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs>
0: Oh thank you thank you cuz I've been waiting 3 years for this moment. Oh I know who it is. Fisher baby. is yes. shooting up the board.
1: <laughs> it might me too. I got him. I got
0: him. <laughs> okay. The uh, I mean the Northwestern defense is legit. It it might not be built with NFL level athletes, but it is so technically sound and it, like I, I don't know I, I uh, Patty Fisher's instincts just always catch my eye. Mm-hmm. He's six four, he's like two forty, and he was his his ability to read keys and, and then react and make a play like his his one TFL where he shot a gap before the guard could get there, the pulling guard could get yeah. there. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. He also had the pass breakup that led to the interception. Um, he he looked good blitzing too. Him and, and teammate Blake Gallagher, I thought were all over the field, and I can't wait to see. Northwestern against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship to just kind of see how how Fisher and Gallagher like stack up against an offense full of NFL guys. Uh, Patty Fisher and Master T gonna be meeting in the hole,
1: baby, and and Indianapolis will be rumbling from that. Um, definitely, like he looked like that that sophomore. Well, that's what it was, right? That like just caught our eye and it kept flashing on tape, and um. So I, I almost put him for out of nowhere just for like coming back from out of nowhere, but. Um. Yeah, that, that was a big time game, and he he looked like the guy that caught her eye all those many moons ago.
0: Let me mention, he was a red shirt freshman when he caught her eye. Right there, you now go, he's redshirt a red shirt senior. <laughs> so, so it's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride with Patty.
1: <laughs> it's like I think the first episode of this show ever we were talking about Patty Fisher. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to stick at the linebacker position and in the Big Ten. How about your your boy there, Baron Browning, who I thought uh, helped himself for mm. sure, H- especially in the first half, was really impressive. Um, I guess like all the all the I think the Ohio State linebacker core in general was pretty solid, but I, I think Browning was the best in the yeah. bunch. Um, I think did he, did he he still got credit for that forced fumble, right? Even though it, he didn't really. do anything? I I, th- I, th- I think so. Anyways, I'm going to give him credit. For it. He Okay. He, he used the ref to trick the receiver into fumbling. So it was sick. Um, but no. I I think this was definitely his most impressive game this season, maybe maybe in general, but um again, I it's a really good linebacker class, but I think there's 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 a lot of these um middling guys that are yet to really emerge and i think we're gonna see a lot of them and i think there's gonna be fans who like I you think know, a lot of people are gonna be big fans of a lot of just random guys in in the middle of this group and for good reason
0: yeah well you you mentioned like the obviously penix kind of torched this the buckeye secondary but browning and pete werner looked mm-hmm. really good throughout that game um browning obviously he's a former five-star who's just never really found that starting role yeah um they've used him in different ways over the years and he's actually a really good pass rusher, elite athlete and and now he's kind of come into his own as the starting sam and uh he's a guy who i think could go top 100 i'm hoping both him and werner end up at the senior bowl
1: yeah i i think they should be there's there's not too many linebackers there right now is there off the top of my head off, off your massive list that you just read every week?
0: I don't know. Last week, there was a lot of them. So. I can't
1: even remember. I don't even know. It's not going to happen, but I hope they're there.
0: I'm going to stick in the state of Ohio and go with Desmond Ritter.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't put Ritter down, but I, I, it definitely crossed my mind. I think he, he's, he just keeps helping himself.
0: Yeah, over three hundred passing, two passing touchdowns, over fifty rushing, two rushing touchdowns. Against a UCF defense that uh leads the country or led the country in takeaways. Um and he didn't turn the ball over. He just looks like he's really in a rhythm now over the yes. like the, I think they said over the last five games he's had at least two passing and two rushing touchdowns or something. Um which tied the king's yeah. AAC record. Yep. Yeah. And again he's he's a redshirt um he's redshirt junior i don't think he should come out just because it's a pretty stacked qb class at the top but he's really building momentum for 2022 which i think he's got a chance to be the best senior quarterback if he goes back to cincinnati
1: yeah for sure i i think maybe it it comes down to if there's a coaching change in cincinnati and if that new coach, it, it might be Marcus Freeman, but like it, it, depending on like you know what I mean, just all that surrounding that there's a chance there because they're so great. Um, that, maybe that's where his decision comes because I I think like I, I said it last week he's going to go t- top 120 and he's still helping himself. Um, and even even with there's a lot of quarterbacks in this group, uh, I still think he's going to go that high because uh, the more I watch, the more I see Colin Kaepernick.
0: Yeah, I, I since you said that comp, I really like it. Just between the arm talent, the the natural athleticism, and and, and also the the kind of wiry frame. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, uh, Cap Cap always had like an interesting motion. Uh,
1: I think Ritter's a little cleaner, but like very uh, whippy arms. It, it's hard to describe. Yes, and, and plus, not Power Five quarterbacks who are on great teams. So, uh, who else do you have for riser? Uh, I put Chris Altman Bell, um, who was pretty great for Minnesota on Friday night. I, uh, I kind of wanted to bring up like, uh, where's the consensus on Amit Bell right now. You think like, is it just like people expect him to, to be back in Minneapolis?
0: I don't know, because I was going to ask you this basically the same question, about Ty Freifogel, <laughs> he like I, Freifogel leads the, the big 10 in receiving yards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, ma- massive perform. I put him out of nowhere, even though I know he's not, I just kind of stuck in there. Um, Fry Fogle, that is. Uh, I, massive performances this week, obviously, 218 and three touchdowns. And then the Michigan game, he, he kicked the shit out of Michigan, but that's not saying much. But, um, you know, it's, it's still those teams. And like, uh, there's like a drop here and there. And like, I, I don't know. This, this performance was big time. And he's just so well built and physical. And like, he out physicaled Sean Wade, um, on that, on that long one with the DPI. And like, he's making a lot of big time contested catches. I, I, I Again, I don't, I don't, I don't think he would come out. That is, but yeah, there's, there's just a lot of receivers. Isn't
0: Prypchok a senior?
1: Oh shit, he is. Isn't he? Yeah. I can't remember. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Hey, but he doesn't have um, to come out. That's
0: okay. Oh yeah! Look at you. <laughs> You're so save, smart. Save my ass. <laughs> that's gonna. That's that's gonna be. I keep forgetting that. That's like kind of. The thing that could throw a wrench in everything. Every senior can return to school. Yeah, again, I, I think we've mentioned it before. It's just
1: like, it's not on my mind until declaration time.
0: Well, now I kind of hope Freifogel and WAP return to Indiana. It'd be cool. Um, For Panic's junior year, <laughs> so they can just be legendary. I mean, I,
1: I again, it's it's who knows what the hell's going on, but that'd be fun for college football and for the Big Ten.
0: But you're right though. Um, between like a guy like Fry Pogo, a guy like Ottman Bell, there's so many wide receivers um, making plays this year, just kind of out of nowhere. Or not, uh, I guess not out of nowhere, but just kind of taking that step forward and really getting on the NFL draft radar. Yeah. Um, it's it it's last year's class was wicked. The year before was also wicked, mm-hmm. and this one looks wicked too. Wide mm-hmm. receivers just coming out of nowhere. Um, yeah, that, do you have anybody else for Riser? You want to jump to sliders? I'll throw sli- one more. Yeah, and, down the board.
1: I'll throw one more because just for this from the Senior Bowl invite, I thought Fenton looked pretty good against Oregon, and I just I know I mentioned earlier, but I wanted to. It's I thought it was so interesting that he had 34 carries in this game, which like he, like we said, he's listed a wide receiver. Um, they they've used him pretty split in the past, and then this game they just ran him heavy, and uh, it looked good. Um, and like we already mentioned, he's just gonna be a really fun evaluation.
0: Well, in in the past, he's been l- like kind of the more of a scat back, yeah. Who, yeah. but like a complimentary runner who's more, like you said, more involved as a pass catcher. And do you think Chip Kelly just kind of realized so far this year that th- this guy's my best player on offense? I just need to get him touches because over the last two games, he he has had uh, fifty nine carries. Which I, I mean, I, just
1: off the top of my head, I'm sure it's the most he's had in, in, in a two game span in his career, easily.
0: Well, last year he had 86 in total. There you go. So,
1: and and DTR yeah. was out. So I mean, with 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 a freshman Griffin, and they kind of just leaned on him.
0: I'm I'm so he's also a good return man. He's gonna be a real. I think one of those guys who goes like. Again, this, this class is wicked, but he, maybe he does end up going top 100, but in my mind right now, he's more of a day three guy who I can agree. find a role pretty early as a gadgety guy and also be a return man, and you you got to love that.
1: You know what? I just off topic a little bit, but there's so many of these fun utility-type players in college football. Um, some are already in the NFL, and there's a lot in this class. I hope it's starting, but I hope the creativity catches up to the, to how, like the how cool these players could be used. Because there's still a lot of you know, boring ass play callers in the NFL and play designers. But I, I hope one day that like every team's got a guy like this and uh, they're using them
0: properly. AJ Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys head coach. He <laughs> has one of these guys named Tony Pollard. The NFL will never learn, AJ. That is my point.
1: I'm hopeful. Hey, no, what are you talking about? Mike McCarthy studied everything he could in the year off. He analytics. An analytical guru, like you said, and then tricked Jerry Jones.
0: Okay. Uh, sliding down the board, my number one. A guy who I I, I think I vaguely mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Um, Dylan Moses just doesn't look like the same player at all. Yeah, that's
1: that's a good one. And I, mean,
0: I, I don't know. He's not a first-round pick anymore. He, against Kentucky, he didn't even make a tackle, first of all. Uh, he kind of looked a step slow. He was getting beat um, on underneath routes. He just, he doesn't look like the guy we saw when he was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And he is very much, slid, like you said, like he, I don't think he's a first round pick anymore, especially in a linebacker class where we're finding guys like Zayvon Collins. Yeah. And there's just a lot of interesting athletes, Baron Browning, for example um he seemed is he going that mac wilson remember when mac wilson was supposed to be a first round pick and he fell to the fifth round i know it's not the exact same situation at all but like moses seems like a guy who's just sliding down so much maybe he ends up back at alabama who knows
1: it's a good point and uh maybe that's uh the right choice for him and maybe it was the wrong choice last year not to uh criticize anyone for that choice but i'm just just saying uh, sp- speaking, speaking of a guy that hasn't looked as good as he used to, I-, I know I've had him here a couple times, but Chuba Hubbard just keeps on slip, slip, slide in yeah. a way. Um, and at this point he's obviously not going top 100. Um, and like he, he got banged up in this one. He had what? 44 yards, 29 came on one carry yep. and that wasn't an impressive <laughs> run at all. He just, it was a nice hole. Um, it's just, I don't know. He like, he, like I, th- there was, there was the doubts in the summer for us and, it was kind of just like nice holes and he's running. And I, I don't even think he looks as explosive as he did in the years past. And um, I just, just, uh, I don't know. It sucks. Again, I, we brought this up because we're both Canadian, obviously. And I want to cheer for Chuba Hubbard, but he's been not good. Rob.
0: Please don't talk about my nationality on the show ever again. Okay. I'm so sorry. Rob. I'm so sorry. Um, but no, I completely agree. 44 yards. You said 29 on one carry um it's like he he's uh he's been battling the injury but he also just doesn't have great vision he doesn't break that many tackles he's uh hits one home run a game generally and that really boosts the numbers um i think he's a guy who who should probably return for his senior year because yeah he's not going top 100 and i was thinking about this last night like i don't know if he's going the first five rounds unless he absolutely destroys the combine but like there are much more, maybe not as athletically interesting running backs, but mm-hmm. just better running backs. Like a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, a guy like your boy Mo Ibrahim, like those guys, mm-hmm. maybe they don't get the juices flowing in terms of they're not running like four or five or under, but they are true tackle breaking running backs that the, those never go out of style. Um, yeah,
1: no, for sure. I will say though that the next next year's running back group looks better than this year's, so that might be a concern for Hubbard. Um, and and like like, what where did Bryce Love go? Like like the fourth round, way higher than he had any business going. Like it's we still see these guys with the athletic profile go higher than they should at times. So it's, it's gonna be a gamble. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a rough year for for Hubbard.
0: Uh in, in sticking in Bedlam, it's been a rough year for Charleston Rambo. Yeah. He no, just
1: I, I was gonna bring he, him up for sure. He's just kind of off the page here.
0: He he was supposed to with Lamb gone be that next one, like it went from Hollywood to Lamb to now Rambo's turn. And he's been kind of outpaced by Marvin Mims, by mm-hmm. Theo Weiss, by these young receivers, and he's kind of lost his role. And like you, you can watch a whole Oklahoma game and forget he exists. He had yeah. one catch in Bedlam for 18 yards, and he's a guy who looked like he he would run like sub four four, and he looked like he had the ability to be an instant impact deep threat in the NFL and potentially top one hundred pick. And he is a, with his lack of production, like he's a guy who's I'm assuming going back to Oklahoma, Definitely transferring should. even.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and I mean, like, obviously there was lots of fans of his in the summer. And I think we both saw the big time potential, but that's what he was, was potential. And it just hasn't come to fruition.
0: Yeah. Who else you got? Uh,
1: Okay. Maybe this one's a little hot. Okay. I- I'm, I'm going to say Uh-oh. Rashad Bateman. And it's, it's not like he's been bad. Tanner Morgan's been bad, but I- he hasn't, I don't know, raised his game. And I know he had that awesome body control catch. But, pfft, I don't know. We, we've hit this one over the head already on this episode. There's a fuck ton of wide receivers. And I think he's not elevating himself. So, he's, he's I think he's getting lost in the
0: shuffle a little bit. I think he's sliding down the board, not in terms of his play, but just, yeah, in terms of everything else. I th- No, I think you're totally right here. Um, just... He's not the type of guy who's going to blow away the combine. Yeah, he's a really definitely. technically sound wide receiver, so really high floor, but not the same ceiling as some of these other guys. I would not be surprised if he if he slides down a bit just because that's how the NFL is. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen, and that's a guy who tested really poorly and slid and then became a Pro Bowl receiver for the mm-hmm. Chargers. Like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we see Rashad Bateman go in the forties or something. Like I'm not, I, I'm not saying either of us think like he's wide receiver seven now. Like he'll probably still be a top five wide receiver for me, um, but I would not be shocked to see some of these more explosive wide receivers go above him.
1: Yeah, and like like you just touched upon, he was always going to be the guy that was probably going to lose ground come combine and pro day time uh, to to some of these other more explosive guys. Like he he needed to put his work. And his best work out there on the field this season, um, during the season. And yeah, it, it's just again, it's not all on him at all, but um it's just it's just kind of circumstances.
0: Uh joining joining my uh sliding on the board list, uh, I'm gonna put a guy who made a huge play for Ohio State, but outside of that pick six, I didn't think Sean Wade was overly impressive. Once Agreed. again. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. Uh he just doesn't look like he has the athleticism to be an outside corner, um, which is shocking because he looked so impressive as a guy who was viewed as an outside corner playing nickel last season. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of assumed he would shift the outside corner and be even better because he's such a physical guy. Maybe he's a safety. That's kind of been the the hot talk on the streets of Twitter uh, okay. about weight because he, he's, he's, he's ultra-aggressive and he's got, like, he's not... Um, a bad run defender at all. He's a very willing run defender. Uh, so I I wonder if some teams will start to view him there. That's a good. That's
1: an interesting point. Um, and like I didn't want to put him here because I know you're a House day fan. He had to pick six, but I I definitely agree. And it, it, like I mentioned, it, it keeps concerning me that he's getting out physical at the catch point, and it's it, it's recurring. It's recurring with uh the Penn State receiver that I'm blanking on his name that had the awesome one had to catch, and then Freifogel this week and Jahan Dodson. Um, thank you. Um, it's just it just keeps popping up and that that safety thing is a little a little more interesting and like that break in the pick six looked a little safety like so I think that's an interesting point
0: um I'll throw out one more and it's it's more so just confirming what I think most people already thought uh malik Willis didn't that look was... very good against nc state and, and what what i mean by confirming what everybody thought i, th- I think it just kind of confirms he's not going to come out early and i don't think anyone really expected him to yeah. um but he he's been one of the most impressive out of nowhere quarterback prospects this year and, and even on his touchdown his first touchdown against nc state like you and me were salivating over that throw yeah um but one more year at liberty with hugh freeze and, and like you get this kind of the senior bull bump and all that and i i i he, I again, I think just seeing that kind of confirms he'll he'll be returning.
1: Yeah, he he was my next one, and yeah, like you said, the flashes were there, but uh, he clearly needs to go back. It was just a lot of poor decision making, a lot of inaccurate throws, but the potential is there. Um, those are my my big ones. I I kind of wanted to bring up Kyle Trask here because I, I I think I'm not calling him sliding on the board, but you know what I really felt from this game? I thought this game was just confirming your priors. If you didn't like Trask already, I think you'll say, you know, he wasn't good with pits out yep. again. His TDs were wide open or great catches or easy, whatever. The usual things that you could say about Kyle Trask, and I agree with those things. You agree with those things. But I think if you like him, you're saying, you know, he he, he completed 80%, whatever the hell of his passes, 383 yards, three touchdowns, didn't to turn the ball over. And I think he actually did look better moving, making plays outside the pocket, throwing the run. So I just felt like a very, uh, if you, if you liked him, you like him more, and if you dislike him, you still dislike him. Game.
0: Yeah, I put him for overhyped just because think like, the <laughs> numbers were great again, 380, yeah. three eighty-three scores, seventy percent, whatever. Vanderbilt kind of played them a lot tougher than I think anyone was expecting. For sure. he yeah. a, a, again though. It was like some impressive contested catches from his playmakers. It, there was a couple throws where his just arm didn't look all that great. He had a, a dropped interception. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy who's a little lower on Trask, so that's why I'm pitching it this way probably. Uh, if someone was higher on Trask, they would say, well, the ball placement on those contested catches was <laughs> really impressive. Uh, sure, he doesn't have the arm necessarily of some guys, but he, he's got enough. Like Joe Burrow had enough. It, it, I think a lot of the Trask, Trask's gonna be polarizing, and you're totally—you hit the nail on the head with it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, and it's gonna be fun for the wrong reasons and for the right reasons to uh, to keep talking about Kyle Trask down the down the line here.
0: Okay, who's your out of nowhere prospect?
1: I said mine earlier was Fryfogle. I know he's not really the right. most out of nowhere, but just no, this he, big is. Ta- he is. He okay. is like
0: to this extent.
1: Okay, yeah, exactly. Just the, the big time performance and. Um, like I
0: mentioned, he's had
1: a couple of these uh, this season, and um, he's gonna be interesting.
0: Um, I I put an offensive and a defensive. Uh, first JT Daniels. Um, <laughs> I don't know Kirby Smart just doesn't know how to pick a starting quarterback, I, but I, I think luckily must be JT Daniels. Right. I don't know Kirby Smart's not given me any reason to believe his QB takes that's, in the past.
1: You're right. You're right. That's a good point. So uh, you're right. No more benefit of the doubt for Kirby. Um, Daniels was just game benched. You're right. <laughs>
0: um, Daniels threw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, uh, torched a, a bad Mississippi State defense. Sure. But Stetson Bennett would not have been able to do that. <laughs> um, the, the other thing is like Georgia's got playmakers at wide receiver. It's just their quarterbacks are not capable of getting the ball. JT Daniels is Burton. I already talked about, um, George Pickens, who's got all the talent in the world, looked really good. Kyrus Jackson, their third mm-hmm. receiver, looked quite good. Like, this, if this Georgia, like, the, Georgia also could not run the ball. Like, Zamir White had like 20 yards and was irrelevant. But if this Georgia team. Maybe it's not this year, but next year when like like all those wide receivers are back and J T Daniels is a redshirt junior, like this Georgia team next year might be the the team that puts Kirby over the top. Ah, uh, your, your Kirby love has come back around. I'm very proud of you, Rob. Uh, and then my other one is uh, Cincinnati linebacker Darian Beavers, who yeah. has caught my eye a couple times this year. Um, he he's he's he plays generally a, a Sam role. They, they are... Marcus Freeman does a really good job with the way they kind of deploy their defense. Like, they play a lot of three-man fronts and, and get Beavers out in space. He, he plays, like, overhang. He They'll use him a, a, as a disruptive, like, um, almost like a hybrid edge type at times, too. Uh, but 12 tackles, one and a half sacks, four TFLs, all over the place. Stop six the three two
1: forty.
0: 240. Lines. Yeah. Yeah, it, he, he's just... Lots of of these Cincinnati guys, like, they just recruit so well for a G5 program. Like, Mm -hmm. with guys like Beavers, like MyJ Sanders, these guys look like SEC defensive players.
1: I know that's off topic, but if Luke Fickle ends up leaving, do you think they can keep this going? Like, do you think this is a UCF type of situation, or do you think it's like a a couple-year wonder?
0: If they name Marcus Freeman head coach, I think you can keep the party rolling.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I hope but so.
0: I do think it'd be it, it'd be interesting to see like if Luke Fickle takes a really high profile Power Five job, w- like would Marcus Freeman follow him there or stick at Cincy? It's
1: a good question. I mean, I tend to believe he he'd stick if they give him the head coaching job, but it, it's it's a question.
0: Uh okay. Prospect who made you look stupid? You are who'd you say?
1: Ronnie Perkins
0: right right that's a good one. how about one that made us both look stupid Jared Patterson ran for 301 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns like a day after we both called him a slider
1: <laughs> literally literally like 24 hours later or something yeah not great
0: uh yeah no he he torched Bowling green really nice bounce back game um good for you Jared we hey we, we didn't want to call him a slider <laughs> no. We love Buffalo.
1: Yeah, exactly. It hurt, it hurt to say it, and I'm glad he fucking shut us up.
0: Okay, my, my pro- best prospect matchup. I just I just put Michael Penix against the Ohio State defense in general. Fair enough. Like, there was, the, like, the, the secondary looked bad. It's a Sean Wade's pick six, but the linebackers played really well. You saw some flashes from Jonathan Cooper um, on the D-line. But Penix just kind of, with absolutely no run game, just overcame yep. that. And, and Michael Penix did enough to win that football game.
1: Oh, most definitely. I, I'm, I'm really starting to kind of like, I, I, I have feelings for Michael Penix. Like just, he's endearing himself to me deeply, uh, to be honest.
0: Uh, prospect who outplayed the box score for me was kind of a, a, a guy who, who you've heard the buzz. He's going in the senior bowl, but I haven't watched a Vanderbilt game until this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deo Odeningbo, I thought looked really good against Florida. Um, he had a big pressure that should have led to an interception. The DB dropped it. Uh, just four tackles, two hurries, and he. I, I I basically anytime Florida was on offense, I was just watching him, and the Florida offensive line's game plan was basically just to double him all game, and <laughs> he he's a guy who. Really high effort guy, but he's also like 6'6", 280.
1: Yeah. Like he is a
0: big man. and Just seeing his performance against Florida got me really excited to, to see what he brings to the Senior Bowl.
1: That's a good one. I don't have a good one. Mine's kind of lame, but I put Najee Harris. Uh, uh, in a game he only had 83 yards and two touchdowns. It's just like all of his runs were pretty amazing and I he's just so much fun to watch run the ball, man. He runs so damn hard and he had like that one where he's hurling and then breaking through the hole and it's kind of, I know it's kind of a lame pick but I thought he just looked pretty awesome
0: he did he did no it's, a, it's not a lame pick don't worry prospect he's being overhyped I already mentioned I have Trask who do you have okay I'm
1: kind of going on against, against the green here again uh Marlon Williams who I kind of just wanted to talk about the UCF receiver and he had 97 yards and two touchdowns in this game one of them was wide open one where he kind of dragged the guy in the end zone it was fun I like him I like him I get it he's physical he's fun uh uh, but I I just don't know where I am yet on him with with all his fans, um. And then he had that really really brutal drop that led to the Cincy pick that kind of ended the game virtually for for not not directly but a part of it. So it, it, it's he's been one of the best receivers in college football, but it's just I, I think it's a, maybe a little little too much love, but I kind of understand because he's, he's physical talent, he's fun.
0: Um. Do you know who you know how he's like obnoxiously thick. Yeah. <laughs> for a wide receiver.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Do you know who, who who he gives me vibes of? Who? Uh, I'll give you one hint. He played in the CFL.
1: Oh, what's his face? I, for- <laughs> I forget his name. What's his name?
0: <laughs> Nick Lewis. He reminds <laughs> me, just his build. Nick <laughs> Lewis was a 5'10", 240-pound slot receiver in the CFL. One of the best CFL wide receivers of all time and that's just seeing how thick marlon williams looks for a slot it just gives me nick lewis vibes
1: (laughs) okay one more point on the on the thick pass catchers i believe tyree McCants could have been an amazing fullback in the nfl if he'd given the chance because he was he was big and thick too and he was a good football player for usf and hey we got the battle of i9 this week too
0: i forgot about tyree McCants. i
1: still love him i don't know he was good man and they were in so many awesome games, especially against UCF, and I just always liked him.
0: I wonder what he's doing. I, oh, he's in the should... CFL. Hell yeah. There you go. Nick Lewis <laughs> 2.0, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, the small school guy caught my eye. We talked about him because he accepted his senior bowl invite this week. Dwayne Eskridge, four catches, 212 yards, three touchdowns against Central <laughs> Michigan. Yep. This guy is belligerently fast. Might be end up the fastest guy at the combine even. Um former DB who i who was hurt last year and has just exploded as one of the best playmakers if not the best playmaker in the MAC.
1: Yeah, no, super fun for sure. He just destroyed that CMU defense. Uh I'll give you two more Coastal Carolina guys and I have had him before, Isaiah Likely, I mentioned him already. The tight end who's who's maybe a bit more of an H-back type at 6'4" 235, but he he can run, man. He, he had 118 yards and only three catches and and a long touchdown and um He's really interesting. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we've talked Gerard Clark before, and he's really interesting. Uh, but it's great duo on the IDL. Um, his partner, CJ Brewer, was amazing in this game. 14 tackles at the IDL position, which is crazy. A sack and a half, three TFLs. He's a bit undersized. I think he's like 6'2", 280. But he's caught my eye before, and and this is just a big-time game.
0: Yeah, Coastal oh, – I- Part of me wants Jamie Chadwell to go to South Carolina, but part of me wants to keep that party going. <laughs> Until McCall graduates, at least. I I think I, I'd almost like I'd rather Billy Napier go to South Carolina. That'd be fun. I like that. And you know what else you like, AJ? You like Manscaped. Because support for Seven Rounds of Heaven comes from them. And Manscaped is the best men's below the belt grooming. And they offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle bolts to the walls, fellas. <laughs> Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has really redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season it's literally everything you need to keep trimmed cut free and smelling nice down there and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls that's just nasty the manscaped perfect package 3.0 also includes the crop preserver An anti-chafing, ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean, fellas. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pairs of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And, of course, as always, Bet Online brings you this show as well. And thanks to Bet Online, we're betting online all holiday season as bowl season is upon us. NFL playoffs are around the corner. The NBA season's about a month away. Even though it just ended, crazy times, so many things to bet on. We cannot wait here at Seven Rods in Heaven. And Bet Online presents. My five picks of the week, and AJ's one short of a six-pack. How'd you do last week, AJ? (laughs) I
1: went two and five. Uh, Upset that Cincy didn't cover that spread for us, Rob.
0: Yeah, I went one and three. Of course, I can't go a week without having a game canceled. Ole Miss and Tammy got canceled. So I'm like several picks behind. I'm going to bulk them all up for the end of the season and bet a ton of games.
1: (laughs) You're going to pick all
0: the bulls, baby hell yeah uh okay starting off first of all it's thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to everybody um which means we get a whole slate of friday games which is sick and uh i'm gonna start off with uh, the first game on friday at noon abc number 17 iowa state at number 22 texas and, and uh, i'm taking i'm mm-hmm. taking the cyclones plus two and a half
1: interesting okay so i, I didn't touch this game and a part of it because i wasn't sure what the line was going to be um it's in Austin,
0: right? Yes. Yeah, I
1: I think you could probably take more points, but I'll, I'll give. That. I didn't want to.
0: I, I looked like such a fool on the show last week when I I attacked you about the Ohio State Indiana <laughs> spread, and then you you were much closer to it. So I I just wanted to be like play cool and hear, hear your opinions. <laughs>
1: I think I don't know, I, but again, that's why I didn't pick the game because I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not sure about the spread. Um, I, I think you could bump it to three and a half.
0: Thank you, AJ. And I'm taking the Cyclones because Matt Campbell's a better coach than Tom Herman. Brees Hall is low key yeah. having a the best season of any running back in college football. Basically, he doesn't get enough attention. Um, he's going to be uh, one of the best backs next year for the draft. For um, sure. But yeah, I, th- I think Iowa State's headed for Oklahoma for the Big 12 championship. Uh, hit me with your first game.
1: Uh, I'm I thinking we'll both have this one 3:30 on the Friday ABC, yeah. Uh, Notre Dame at UNC. By the way, I'm swinging for the fences this week. I, I, I'm I, my picks are bad anyways. Even when I play it safe, so I'm taking uh, stupid games and big lines and dumb stuff. But let's see if it works. I'm going to take UNC at home plus six and a half.
0: Okay, I'm taking UNC at home, but I put it at ten and a half.
1: Okay, so I, I this was interesting to me. I, I try to go back and read the lines. UNC is usually a double-point favorite against ACC teams, which makes sense. Uh, Notre Dame is usually a, a double-point favorite as well. But it, it, I think Notre Dame was only like, what, 10, 10 and a half against, in BC? So I think it, UNC is four points better than BC. So I, I kind of brought it down a bit. But the, it is going to be kind of interesting to see what this line is.
0: So do you want to meet in the middle, eight and a half, or do you want to? Uh, again, I'm trusting you this week.
1: No, well, or do you I, want
0: to? Eight and a half is good for me, so I'll come up. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think Notre Dame wins the game. But that North Carolina okay. offense is is so fun. Like this is gonna be a really good game. Um, I'm excited. Chazstrap versus Kyron Williams should be a lot of fun too.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I mean. And then watching joke against those those UNC running backs, they're both rising. Um, this is a perfect three thirty Black Friday game.
0: Agreed. Um, I'm also I'm taking another Friday game ten thirty. The Apple Cup. I bet you're taking it too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to gauge what this. I mean, the Apple Cups come out of nowhere on us. It's hard to gauge what this uh, what this spread should be because we haven't seen either of these teams play all that much Washington mm. just kicked Arizona's ass last night Washington State played it close with Oregon uh, last week I I put in a pick because I'm a coward and couldn't figure oh. it out what would did, did you put it at
1: oh interesting okay so I, I gave wazoo p- points but I might be okay. wrong you, you got a point here um I, I think like Arizona played USC tough washington was 11 and a half point favorites up up in seattle obviously um wazoo wazoo was uh, i can't remember i think they were double digits no a, a touchdown in a bit uh at oregon I, I gave wazoo five and a half points but i'm not i'm not really sure i can come down
0: want to make it three and a half
1: yeah okay no that's cool i, I think i think they're gonna call it our, almost, who, who
0: are you 10? are you taking wazoo yeah, I'm taking um, Wazoo.
1: I am. I mean, uh, I know, I know it never works for Wazoo in the Apple Cup, but um, I think they're going to be good enough to hang around. I don't love Washington at all uh, this year. No, uh, I think, I think, I think Wazoo's got a chance to win, especially on the blues.
0: If it comes down to a high-scoring game, like give me Nick Rolovich's run and shoot with Jane Delora over, like Dylan Morris and the Washington crew.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, i I'm a, I like Jimmy Lake greatly, but um, first year, uh, and it's not it's not Mike Leach's scheme where he can just he knows exactly what he's gonna do, um, exactly, <laughs> and and not a lot of not a lot of talent on either side of the ball for Washington. I don't think it's a bad team, but it's young.
0: Uh, okay, three thirty CBS the Iron Bowl number twenty three Auburn at number one Bama. Did you also take this?
1: I did. What What do you got the
0: line at? I put Bama 12 and a half.
1: I put 10 and a half. So we're, we're really close here. And I, I think I kind of feel like that's we'll, we'll call it 11 and a half weird line, but okay. um, I think that's where it's going to be. I, I, it's still the iron bowl. I think Bama probably should be bigger favorites and I'm picking Bama, uh, but yeah. Auburn's ranked and it's still the iron bowl. I think they're going to give them some respect. I don't think they're going to put this big, but if, if tomorrow I wake up and I see that the line is Bama minus 20, I'm not going to be shocked. But, <laughs> But I don't think they will. I know, right?
0: Like, um Auburn Auburn's got more of an identity now than they did earlier in the season. They're obviously ranked again. But at, at the end of the day, like Bonex still's bo Bonex, right? Like, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Um Yeah. My my final game is not not assigned to anything yet. It's the Big Ten Loser Bowl between Penn State and Michigan. What do you got? Um, I I'm taking the, the your your Wolverines march on Wolves by uh, four and a half favorites.
1: I guess they're going to be favorited, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, Penn State I, hasn't
0: won a game.
1: Exactly. No, I think that's I think that's a good line. I think that's accurate. Um, and uh, I would Thank never you. pick this game with a thousand foot pool.
0: I, I took it because it's funny.
1: Uh, hey. Funny but good game here at noon on CBS Sports Network, which kind of sucks. I wish it was a matching game because all I should be on, Kent State at UB, two powerhouse teams. Kent State scored 60 points back-to-back weeks. UB's putting up 40 points every single game. This is a good football game. Clearly, this is the one I get most excited about. I'm really just picking it because I wanted to talk about this game. This is a lot of fun. Um, I am taking my beloved... UB minus three because it rhymes. Uh, I don't. know I, I almost put this as a pick 'em, but I think I think neutral field is a pick 'em, and whoever's at home is, is a three point favorite.
0: I really respect you uh, for taking this.
1: Go Bulls! That's all I got to say. This is a good football game, though. I wish it was that- uh, action, but and uh, that was all your games, right? No, I got one more. I got one more, and this is the worst one oh, of the bunch. So I hate sorry. this one. Uh, five o'clock. No time yet. Oklahoma at West Virginia. I'm calling a trap game, Rob. I'm taking the Mountaineers at home plus seven and a half. I the line's a little tricky. I would have liked to bump it a little more, but I think I think I'm okay there. Um, West Virginia is playing better than I think a lot of people are giving them credit for, but Vegas kind of kind of respect them, which is interesting in, in the past spreads. Uh, Oklahoma's a powerhouse. I think Oklahoma wins, similar to the Notre Dame UNC game. I think Oklahoma wins, but they struggle a bit. We've seen Rattler get rattled. Um, I think I think this is gonna be a little tricky. It's Morgantown. It's late November. It's a tough tough spot. And I think Oklahoma wins, but they don't win by touchdown.
0: I think it's like a very good game, just considering how well West Virginia's defense is played, and and like their their offense isn't bad. Like Jared Daggie's not a bad quarterback. It's not um, bad. No, your I, I boy. What? I, I, who? Sorry your boy uh, as is head coach
1: yeah Levi um <laughs> I don't like watching this west virginia team but but i think I think they're going to hang around with Oklahoma.